and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960, The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, really do appreciate uh, our guest in the first hour, uh, Reggie Bullock of the Dallas Mavericks, Jackson Massey of uh, North Lenore High School, but man, Hey, it doesn't get any bigger than this. Look who we got, got in our studio right now to do our second hour. We've got uh, the head coach of that North and North. By the way, the win- did you know he's the winningest coach uh, sitting over there in Lenore County history, tennis history? Did not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Hey, pull your mic just a little bit closer to your mouth right there. Yeah, there you, you can bend it. Bend Sounds it in. Good. Yeah, there you go. I think you're good. Uh, but we've got uh, Scott Austin. Good morning, this. Uh, good morning, uh, Coach Austin. Yeah, morning, morning. We've uh, man, what a season. We've had a great year, man. It's we were worn out from the bus ride last night. Seaforth's a long way from from Kenston. It's uh, it's definitely a trek. But well, we are going to break that down. We're going to talk about this uh, awesome season that wrapped up uh, yesterday, and I mean not just as a team. But uh, individual players, too. Uh, and we've got uh, your number one and number two here with us, Austin Williams. Good morning, Austin. Good morning. How you doing, dude? I'm doing all right. Pretty tired from last night, but doing what, all right. What time did you guys get back in last night? Uh, 10.30, 10.30, 11.00. And yet you're here first thing in the morning. Thank you. I appreciate you guys <laughs> coming in. And uh, and uh, uh, Austin, or blah, blah, blah. Casey. Let me get this right. Casey. Uh, I appreciate, like I said, you guys coming in first oh, thing yeah. here in the oh, morning, yeah. uh, and we're going to break this down. I want to talk about tennis. One of the things I don't talk about a whole lot here on the show, other than, uh, now you do know, uh, I've known your pops since, uh, goodness gracious, since 2003, 2002, I two, think. What year did you graduate from Carolina? 2002. That's right. There you so, go. So yeah, I guess so it was oh three. Two, two or three. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Yeah. We met. Dude, I remember when you were born. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Showing our age there, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Well, hey, hey, Jackson Massey was talking about uh, uh, reading the newspaper. And so I was like, yeah. He's like, you know, you know when you pick up the paper the next day and see the stats? And I'm like, what are we talking about here? 2015 or right. uh, 2012 or something like that. But uh, so, yeah, we are showing our age a little bit. But, uh, hey, also this hour, and I hope you guys don't mind, we're going to uh, give David uh, Combs a call yep. from South and North. You guys can help me interview him if you want to. He's the uh, head uh, baseball coach at South and North High School. His okay. uh, Blue Devils play tonight right. at uh, 7 o'clock on the road. So we're going to have him for about five minutes or so, uh, about 20 minutes or so into this hour or so. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up with you guys here too. But uh listen and i'll start with you uh coach austin tennis in lenore county once upon a time i mean marshall happer is in the north carolina sports hall of fame i that, mean that's uh, right and he's he, in kinston you know kinston high tennis was so big in, in the 50s 60s and and, and eight, 70s and the 80s i mean they had a lot of tradition um you had uh, marshall happer state runner up or uh, state champion twice mm-hmm. Um, you had Randy Bailey in the seventies who, yep. who, you know, who did a lot of tennis. He's been big in Eastern North Carolina. Um, I mean, a lot of tradition there, a lot of winning seasons. Um, I, like I said, and then for us to continue at North Lenore to, to kind of bridge that gap, uh, you know, I think it's been, been special and, and, you know, tennis doesn't get a lot of recognition, but it's, it's been played here for a long time. And, you know, people don't realize that there was clay courts at, uh, at Emmaway Park yep. in, in the fifties and the sixties and, and into the seventies. So, I mean, we've, you know, people have grown up here and done it and, it just, it just, you know, like like golf too. It it doesn't get a lot of recognition. The big three get the recognition, and um, you know, got a lot of kids come through the program. A lot of kids in the rec program from the '80s that played with me, that played under Galen Treble and 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 teaching, and 
And I mean, it's it's you know a lot of memories are made in, in that people at Bill Fay Park in the park. So uh, and it's been special. And, and this group this year has had just you know we've come a long way. Austin and Casey have you know made a state tournament run, and I'll let them tell you about yep. that. Um, but this season we finished thirteen and six, and uh, and really you know we we beat Green Central, um, which we, I mean we, that's that's all. You yeah. know, every time you do that, it, it, it's 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 always a, a feather in your cap because they're always you know we didn't beat them till. Um, 2015 was the first time we've ever beaten them as a program. And then we've won, you know, probably a couple of years against them. So, uh, it shows you how far we've come as a program and you know, it's just, it's just been special. We've had two state champ, two, two individual runner-ups in, uh, in 2015, 14 and 2021 in Shane Swindell and Evan Kramer, Will Hardy. So we've, we, you know, we've getting a little tradition, we, you know, and, and it's, and as, as Wayne Bork would say this and, and you'll you'll appreciate this. He he says you're not. Uh, this was right before he totally officially retired. He said he said you're not a tennis team anymore. You're a tennis program. Mm-hmm. So when he says that, that that kind of stuck with with me to saying, hey, we've we, you know it, it's bigger than me. It's bigger. It's it's the players, like everybody says, and you want it to continue. You know, I played there in '94. One of the first teams. '94, '95 was our first year ever. So we're knocking on almost 30 years of, of, of tennis at North and North. So, you know, we, we want the players to come back. We might even do a reunion in, in a few years, you know, hopefully have a tennis reunion, new school versus old school, kind of like basketball. What do they do with basketball and, and other things? So that's kind of where where we're at and where, where we hope to continue and uh, to bridge that gap with players. Why? And, again, that voice you listen to right there, that's Scott Austin from uh, North and North Tennis. Uh, again, you played yourself. How much pride did you have when when you were suiting up and uh, playing for the tennis program? Oh, it, it was awesome. We, you know, we uh, we you know we, you got to give Jeremy Jones. Some oh, love J- too, J- right? Jeremy, we had a good rivalry with Jeremy Jones. You know, it was Kenston North and We always yeah. wanted to beat beat uh, Kenston. We never did. We won individual courts. Me and yeah. Jeremy split, and uh, you know, he he did have to default to conference tournament final. Uh, uh, quarterfinals against me, so I still hold that against him. So <laughs> he got sick, but uh, he, yeah. we we had a good rivalry, and and it was always good with Kenston, and and um, it, it, it's been fun. And and we were the first playoff team in '97. Okay, first time North Carolina went to the to the three Coastal Three A playoffs, and we ended up losing to uh, East Chapel Hill High School, and they were. Oh, well, y'all were a three A team. At yeah, that we were three A back yeah. then, so we had some tough competition. Yeah. Uh, and back then in the 90s, tennis was, was booming. You know, t- and, you know, not to say it's not now, but 90s it was Agassi and everybody wanted to play tennis. And, you know, Coastal 3A was a tough conference. Kinsta was 4A. You wow. know, showed you how, you know, Jeremy went through the ringer at, four, at 4A back then. So it, it was big. But anyway. How did it- – how hard is it? I'm going to ask the the young men here in a moment too about it. But when you like you said, when you're going up against the big three, I mean, obviously, you know, in fall you've got football, you got basketball as big as it is here. But then in the spring, baseball, especially at North Lenore High School, where year in year out, Jackson Massey has just uh, built this program over there that you know is going to be successful year in year out. What is it like to to coach tennis, which you have built into a really uh, a, a very solid, very successful program here regionally? But being at a school that has such a successful baseball program. Well, it's, it's hard because, you know, kids gravitate toward baseball. And we mm-hmm. fight that all the time. I mean, you know, Casey played baseball, you know, last year at Frank. I was going to say, dude, he <laughs> looks like a baseball player. <laughs> he played baseball last year at Frank. Yeah. Um, you know, I started out playing baseball at Frank. I just even played baseball up until seventh grade at Frank and made the Frank team. And then I, you know, moved on to tennis. Um, so, you know, baseball's big and it's – you know, we kind of got to gotta bridge that gap because, you know, hey, come to clinic, try out tennis, 
you know, if things don't work out for baseball, come our way. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how we got to kind of, you know, fill that gap. Um, and we tell – and I've had a lot – some few kids that didn't play, you know, years ago under um, – under Montague that come come play for me because you know they got burnt out yeah and, and uh you know or they weren't playing much and they come to play for me and they said wow I wish I'd seen this earlier you know and, and that's what a lot of people don't realize about tennis they you know they, they come to it late and they say man I wish I had a great experience I wish I'd you know played sooner and I, I think people if once they do that if they have a little bit of that as younger then then they'll be able to say make some choices if things don't work out their way that is awesome. That voice you're listening to there is Scott Austin. He is the uh, head coach. How many wins are you up to now over at North and North? I, I didn't tell. I, I did tell him this, but it was I'm, I'm up to 98. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 90, 98 wins at North and North. 98. Uh-huh. I think it's 98 and 54 losses, something like uh-huh. that. Yeah. So yeah. how proud. You know yeah. what? But maybe yeah. we'll save that for last. That'll be a, yeah. that'll be a nice way to wrap up the interview today. Yeah. But that is Scott Austin. He's a head coach of the North and North uh, Hawks tennis team. Again. Uh, made it to the third round of the state playoffs this year, and as recent as last night. Uh, and I will uh, pivot over here to uh, Austin and to uh, Casey. And uh, what year are you, Austin? I'm a junior. You're a junior, and you're a freshman, right? Yeah, I'm a freshman. What are you feeding this kid uh, over here? Everything and anything. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. You look like a lineman, and I'm, I say that as a compliment. I mean, or a tight end. Maybe not a lineman. Well, he plays but... football for North and North, too. So. What position do you play? Uh, last year, I played center. Really? I did, yeah. Okay. Well, what are your stats? Six what? How's um, that? Five, ten and a half. And really? Like 190. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell uh, the new coach over there. He needs to put you over. You look like, can you catch? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not here to talk about football. We're here to talk about tennis. Yeah. And uh, Austin, I'll start with you. Uh, what? What? <laughs> thank you, Linda. Uh, what What? Drive, what? drove you to tennis what what brought you over to to playing tennis uh as a kid i played a couple of sports you know i played soccer played baseball the normal kids sports that pretty much everybody plays but um there was a place in goldsboro called tennis for kids and uh during the summers i'd go to work with my mom a lot she had to work during the summer uh with the schools a little bit and there was nowhere to go for me during the day so i'd go to this place called tennis for kids with uh mark phillips who's still a big tennis player around kinston I was the pro at Kinston Country Club for a while. But uh, I went over there, started playing a lot, just really fell in love with it, and I haven't really done much else since. The same question for you. Uh, Just, uh, again, I mean, with your pops working for uh, the Parks and Rec Department, you get, and you do too, I mean, you get all this access to all these other sports. Why does tennis stand out to you? I mean, I've grown up playing tennis just like he did, Mm -hmm. and after a while I just started to really love tennis and started liking it more than any other sport and I just adapted to playing it so much that it becomes like a natural sport to play for me. What do you love about it? Um I like everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you like the I, I've always thought not I can I never even played it at the high school level coach but I uh, you know I played around you and I've yeah, talked about it through the years I mean I used to play a little bit before I got old I got old okay yeah. so don't let that happen to you but uh, I always like the yes you can play doubles but I like the individuality of it too what what do you is that a part of it that you like too Oh that's a big part of it for me I really like um being the being the being on control being in control on the court um dictating play especially in service games you get to kind of play it out you got to think a lot you can map out your points um putting the ball getting the ball to the spots you want it just feels really good to see and that's what I like about it 
that voice, that's Austin Williams, uh, a junior at North Lenore. We've also got Casey Austin here, too, as they're talking about uh, the successful North Lenore program. And uh, I tell you what, Austin, we'll go to you and just uh, ask you about uh, this season that you guys had. I mean, obviously, you've been in the program now a few years. Oh, yeah. Uh, just uh, tell us a little bit about the success that this program had this year. I mean, we've had a phenomenal season, especially as a team. I think this is the third time we've been to the third the round. Third time, in, that's uh, right. Wow. In 27 years. Yeah. Wow. So, so, yeah. Big season for us. Um, we've had some huge seniors come through for us this year. Jared Carlisle, Joshua Hardy. They've been massive for us, especially in the round before this one, round two against Clinton. Had some big performances to send us through. Um, compared to last year as a program, we've just come so far. Uh, we got swept by Washington last year, which was uh, kind of hurt. They used to be a conference rival, but because of the uh, redrawing of conference lines, they're not in our conference anymore. But the rivalry still stands. Yeah, yeah. And um, this year we swept them, so that was a pretty a big thing for us. Well, yeah, I heard Coach talking about it, uh, about Green Central. And I got to tell you, I've been covering sports here for 21 years, I mean, longer than you guys have been alive. And I can tell you, as Coach will tell you also, that – Man, Green Central's been that oh, no, that no degree joke. of how many times have they made the state playoffs? Something crazy, like thirty. I don't even know. Uh, they've won like twenty something conference championships. You know, it's, it's yeah. been a lot. Yeah. It's it's insane. But what is it, you were talking about Washington beating uh, Green Central, and I think you said swept Green Central this year, right? Uh, well, I mean, not, not, not swept. Yeah, okay, not Green Central. But beating but Green Central, yes, what sir. what does that mean to you? Oh, beating Green Central is really really big for us. Um, I didn't win singles. They've got a phenomenal number one in their singles player. Uh, he'll likely win states at some point in his life. His name's William Drake. He's just a dog at number one. <laughs> he's, he just, he's just really he's good. good. But um, uh, me and Casey have been playing two brothers who play at Green Central, the Avent Twins, since we were like four, like eight, nine yeah. years old. So, And uh, we beat them 8-1, so that was a pretty big deal for uh, me and Casey. What do you recall about that match? Uh, it was It was a great match. We were both playing top of our game, and we ended up beating them pretty, pretty bad. And we were obviously the underdogs because coming into that match, everybody expected us to lose because they were significantly better than us, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But we went in there, we played our best, and we won 8-1. This kid's a freshman? Freshman, can you believe that? Yeah, he's better <laughs> better quote than uh, a lot of uh, seniors that I have on here right now. That was Casey Austin that you just heard from right there. I want you guys to brag on each other a little bit. And, Casey, I'll get you being the freshman, you brag on uh, your teammate over here. Uh, Austin, he's yeah. a great doubles partner. He's a great singles player. And we we went to regionals together, and we went to states, which is a very, very, like, big accomplishment Mm -hmm. and if it wasn't for him we wouldn't have made it there and he's just played a very big impact on the team being our one seed and um coming in clutch when times are needed so yeah austin he's a very great player austin same thing about this freshman sitting over here to your left that's my son over here (laughs) (laughs) oh y'all have joint custody is that what you're saying okay okay yeah uh me and casey we live next to each other you know hang out all the time during the summers and stuff like that work out together um, team chemistry has been great this year. Casey's been a phenomenal doubles partner. Um, you know, try to pick each other up. Like, if I'm having an off match, and I've had a couple of those this season, Casey's been able to kind of pick it up. We had a great match in regionals against uh, Edenton Holmes. Edenton, yeah, y'all yeah, played. Edenton. Yeah, they had a yeah. quarterfinal match against Edenton Holmes. Which mm-hmm. uh, got down really in the second set a little bit, but me, uh, Casey especially, able to clear our heads, get back into it. Casey was phenomenal that match. Casey's been phenomenal for most doubles matches we've played. Uh, it's been a great season. He's a great teammate, a uh, great part of the team. Just 
glad to have him here. A lot of times when you talk to guys and I, that are doubles partners, one of them has a particular strength that maybe the other player doesn't have, and that's how they balance each other out. Is that the deal with you guys? Uh, Casey's serve, just phenomenal. Okay. Can, he can bang that serve home. Um, I like to play more from the baseline. He's a little better at the net than I am. So. Okay. But um, same question for you. Oh yeah, Austin. I'm. I like Austin said. I'm better at the net and it serves. And Austin can really just hold down the baseline. And if if I get a chance at the net, I'll put it away and win the point. And same with Austin. When Austin gets a chance at the baseline, he can just put it away and win the point. I love it. Coach Austin, now your turn. Uh, brag on these young men well, over here. Individually and as a, as a double star. Oh, individu- well, individually, I've seen, you know, Casey obviously has come to my clinics, made him come whether he wants to or not. <laughs> uh, all, all we should let people know in case they're just tuning in. Yes. It's Casey Austin, Casey Austin the son of Scott Austin. Scott, yeah, there you go. That's right. And, you know, he's come to clinics ever since he was little. Austin, I remember when, when his first match, he held his arm up and, and was serving like this. <laughs> Um, you know, at, at, at Green Central, and he was about 10 years old, what, 10? Yeah. Yeah, 11, maybe 11, just serving. Um, but, uh, yeah, this group has been great. You know, Casey's the kind of the power player. Austin's been the, the consistent baseliner, which you got to have that yin and yang and doubles. Um, so that's kind of worked well. we got to work on double faults with Casey, but other than that, I, I had to mention that. <laughs> but, um, no, this this group, had a, they had a great run. Um you know, doubles, regionals to make third. Anytime you make regionals and then to make it in the top four, you mm-hmm. know, you automatically get their all-region players. So they made the all-region team. And then to make the states, they had a very close first-round match in states. Uh, and they learned from it. You know, it, you know Casey had a, had a bad first set. Austin had a good first set. And they kind of yin-yanged. And then it, they came right down to the end. Um, and that's what happens. Like I said, doubles partners come up and get down. And you lift each other up. And, and they had a great run. And, and I, you know, I'm expecting bigger things next year, which yeah. they they know I am. They'll be uh, a senior and a sophomore. A senior at that and point. sophomore. Yeah. They've had experience. They've been there. So I think next year they'll make a big another. Hopefully, make another run. And uh, as long as they keep keep practicing and keep playing, I, I think they'll they'll do well together. And you know, next year we're hoping to build off of this this success from 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 this year. And you know, the, the group had a great run. You know, Jared, we, we'll talk about that. I, I'll let I'll let Austin and Casey tell about the last point of Jared. We were waiting at Clinton. And we're oh, we're in the second round, and we're all sitting there watching. You know, tennis is different. Um, you've got to, you know, you're waiting on on that five wins in playoffs to get there. And I let Austin them tell him we're sitting there watching Jared. It is the third set tiebreaker, and I let them t- tell him about that. Well, Go I ahead. tell you what, we'll call that a teaser. I'm going to get right. uh, Coach Combs up here on the Go line, uh, but and we'll talk about that when we get off this interview here with Coach Combs. Hey guys, if you have a question for Coach uh, when we get him up here on the line, feel free just. Raise your hand, and uh, we'll make you sports reporters for the day here. How about that? <laughs> hey, but I want to thank uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare. Yeah. Uh, they are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kinston for your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the show. And uh, we've got three big interviews here in our studio. We've got one on the line here with us as the head baseball coach at South Lenore High School, David Combs, is joining us here on the Spence Automotive Guest Line. How are you doing this morning, Coach? 
Doing good, Brian. How you doing? I am doing not nearly as good as you. Uh, I do want to know I've got a uh, uh, North and North Tennis here in my studio right now too, so they may be pitching a, uh, a question or two to you here over the next five minutes or so, Coach. But uh, first <laughs> off, congratulations on the big win up in uh, uh, Kenley on uh, Friday, and then. Uh, congratulations for uh, the trip to uh, South Granville tonight. First, let's look back at that Friday win. Coach, I mean, I know, listen, I know uh, Coach Austin sitting across from me and uh, other coaches, you're optimistic when you go into a game. If I had told you Friday when we were talking, or Thursday I think we talked uh, before you went up there, that you would come away with a 15-3 to win in the second round of the state playoffs over a very tough North Johnson team, uh, you'd have been pretty happy with that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, we had a strong first inning, man. We scored seven runs, um, all with two outs. We strung a lot of hits together, and um, I mean, we just kept pouring it on as the game went. We just we had a really good, really, really good offensive night. Um, you know, and we hope our bats continue to stay hot. Oh, absolutely, uh, Coach. Hey, give us a two or three stars of that first inning and of the game all together, there, Coach. <clears throat> um, well. Um, you know, our two-hole, uh, Braxton Bird, he, uh, we had one out, and he hit a double to right center, and then um, we got a pop-up in the infield, and then, I mean, we strung it together as far as uh, Eli Day was in our four-hole. I mean, he hit a single to left. Uh, Jake Howard hit a single to the middle. Uh, Landon Tindall hit a double to right center and cleared the bases. Um, then Matthew Rhodes hit another single to the middle. Wow. Um, Braden Barnett hit another single to the middle. And um, Carson Stroud walked in her nine hole. Lucas West come up, got an infield single, which led to two runs. Um, and then, you know, they got out of the end at that point and they had to make a pitching change. Um, I think they made a pitching change when our, um, when actually Bird come back up. So, um, and he, you know, he, he had a great at bat. He, I think he struck out, but he saw seven pitches. So, I mean, you know, he had a really good at bat, but then as the game went, um, Landon, Landon Tittle started for us again. You know, we've been keeping him under a certain pitch count. He's been bringing it back every game. Um, he was electric through three. Um, in the fourth, he, uh, he was developing some cramps in his calf muscle, so we went ahead and pulled him. He only had thrown 41 pitches. Um, and then we put in, um, and then we put in, um, Matthew Rhodes, who's been really solid for us out of the pen. Um, he had a good breaking ball, and he kept them off balance. And you know, they they scored a couple runs, but we we just kept pouring it on. I mean, every inning it felt like we were scoring. We were putting up what we call a crooked number in baseball. You know, we were always looking for the crooked number. So uh, we put up two or three in inning, and um, then we got to the fifth, and we put a couple runs up in the top half of the fifth, and then uh, made it fifteen to three, and that's how it ended. Well, I know it's the nature of the playoffs that you, you get a, I don't know, a couple of hours to uh, celebrate it and to be happy about it. And then you're looking on to the next round, coach. And tell you what, right. you may be uh, facing one of the hottest teams in the state right now, coach. They've won 14 games in a row. Uh, South mm-hmm. Granville has. And I uh, just say uh, you've had a chance to scout them this weekend. Uh, had a chance to prepare for them yesterday in practice. Tell us a little bit about South Granville. Um, well, they're, I mean, they're a very good baseball team. Everybody in, you know, everybody is now. I mean, um, they're solid top to bottom. Um, you know, everything I've got on them, they've, they've got a couple left-handed pitchers that are pretty good. Um, they, I mean, they've got one with a very, very high strikeout ratio. Um, you know, and from what I understand, he's pretty electric on the mound, a tough kid to face with a good breaking ball. I mean, it's going to be a tough task for our kids. And, 
you know, we don't know how they're going to pitch it. Um, we know how they pitch it the first two rounds, but um, I mean, we look, we've we've played South Granville, I think, four times in my ten year, or eleven years, and this is the fifth, I believe. I know we played them at least three. Um, they're always very solid on the mound. Um, their lineup, they're going to be solid. Um, I mean, everything I've got on them, you know, the bottom of the order can run. Um, they'll lay bunts down when they need to. They they know, you know, like I said, they're just a solid baseball team. Um, they're going to play solid defense. You know, the keys for us is going to be we've got to put balls in play and make them make plays. We've got to limit the strikeout <laughs> with the pitcher. Like, with our hitters, we've got to have good quality at bats, which we've done the entire you – know, that's, that's been our bread and butter for the last month, month and a half, is we, we're just seeking quality at bats. We're not seeking hits. We're seeking quality at bats. And, you know, that works itself out. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be a solid team, and they're going to be – you know, they're very energetic. Uh, from what I understand, they're very energetic. They get behind each other. They're very emotional. You know, when when if that something good happens, they're going to be very very high. So, uh, you know, we're just going to we're going to try to control our emotions. Do what we've done for the past month and a half. You know, we do that. I think we're going to have a chance. And you know, I think if we execute and the ball bounces, or you know how baseball is, the ball oh, yeah. bounces your way. I mean, you know, then we come out victorious. But well, very good. Well, listen, uh, Coach David Combs. At uh, South North, I wanted to give you a chance to, uh, I did it with Jackson in the last hour to uh, brag on his tennis team here who is uh, here in our studio this morning. I wanted to give you a chance to brag as the athletics director on the great season that softball team had, Coach. Oh, man. Um, well, our softball team, that's just a good group of girls. Um, and like I, I think we talked about a little bit last time yep. I was on the show. Yep. Um, you know, it's just a testament to who's been here in our tradition in softball. I mean, Coach Jimmy Smith was, you know, just phenomenal with the softball team, got everything going when they transitioned to fast pitch. I mean, he continued the legacy here. And then uh, Coach Lisa Smith, I mean, obviously she's a legend. She did so many good things. I mean, won so many games. Um, and, you know, Madison, it's her first year. And she, um, you know, she she took that team and, you know, they, uh, they come together as the season came along. I mean, and then – you know, unfortunately, there was a scheduling conflict with a dance recital um, in the second round. So she was missing a couple of girls that traditionally had played a lot for her and went down there with nine girls. And, I mean, they battled their rear end off. And Honestly, they were one bounce away from being in the third round in sales against a very, very solid midway team. Um, I mean, look, I think Coach, uh, Coach Harvey, I think she does a great job. Um, you know, I think she's continuing what was done here before her. She's continuing, you know, the girls, I think, love playing, and I mean, she's just a she's a local girl that went to school here. I, I mean, it, it's weird to think about. I feel like I'm getting old, Brian, but <laughs> she was in, you know, she was in high school when when I came here, and I've watched her play. She's a heck of a shortstop here, a heck of a infielder and center fielder for Campbell. We used to, me and our coach Smith used to watch her highlights all the time. You know, when she was at Campbell, um, she's overcome so much in her life, and. I think that's just rubbing off on the girls, and I'm looking for continued success in the future. I mean, I just think they're doing a heck of a job over there. And Coach Howard, um, or yeah, Madison Howard, I want to keep wanting to call her Madison Byer. You know, I watched her, I watched her play as well, and she's doing a great job. Just everybody involved with them. I mean, the parents and everything are just so supportive, and it's just great to be around, man. As an athletic director, it makes things easy. It does, absolutely. Well, listen, uh, put your baseball hat back on for a second, Coach. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, good luck. Uh, continue to be the Road Warriors, which I know has been uh, it's been an amazing run. Two wins in the first two rounds, both on the road. 
Let's make it three in a row tonight, Coach. No, I hope so, Brian. No, I hope so. There you go. We're definitely going to give it our effort. Coach, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, sir. Hey, I appreciate it, Brian. Y'all have a good one. You too. That's David Combs from uh, South Lenore High School. And, and Coach Austin, I mean, you know what it's like uh, being on the road in the playoffs too. I mean, and to do what they've done so far, it's been pretty impressive, hasn't it? It's tough playing at, at other people's place. I mean, you just, I mean, you're just not comfortable with it there. And it's, you know, we, we hit that all the time. We go out of Bill Fay, away from Bill Fay, and it's just, you're out in, in the wind and just, you know, somebody else's field like Aiden Grifton or wherever we're playing, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's not easy. And I set up what uh, you were doing there right before we brought Coach Combs on <laughs> here. For people who may just be joining us, uh, set that up for us again. Well, well you know, we, we second-round playoff was against Clinton, and Clinton is has always been a very athletic team. I don't know where they get their athletes, but they've got them down there in, in droves <laughs> for every sport. Man, you know, and I'll let them tell you about that, but every team we played, and we lost in 2018 in the third round to Clinton, uh, and they won it in 2019, the, the state championship. So they've got athletes, um, and you know they, they were just I don't know what they're putting the water down there. But, <laughs> but all right, so I, I'll set that up. Um, we're trying to get five wins in playoffs. You want to get get to five, first one to five, and usually they cut it off, and then you you know you're done. Um, so we're waiting, and you know we're we're down. We're I think it's what two two. Uh, two two. Go ahead, take it yeah, over. Go ahead. You take and it. And late for people like I said who may just be joining us. Austin Williams, Casey Austin. Austin is a junior. Casey is a freshman on this very successful uh, North Norhawks team. Take it away, Austin. Uh, yeah. So like, <clears throat> excuse me. So like I believe Scott just said, uh, it was two to two, and uh, the way tennis works, you win you win courts, and those courts go contribute to your overall score. So we had two to two. And uh, in playoffs, you want to get to five wins. I think we got to three to two and needed two more. Or? Yeah, two more. Yeah. yeah. So three to two. And um, tennis, you know, everybody's coming off. So you got the entire team pretty much watching two courts of tennis. Uh, that was doubles with Casey and Maddox, our five seed. They were trying to win number two doubles. And um, we had our number six seed, who's a senior, Jared Carlisle, in a huge match, basically playing with the team on his back for the um, – for the game, uh, Jared won a close first set. It was pretty tight. And then the second set, I think it was like a 6-2 for the other guy or something like that. So uh, when you split in double in uh, singles, you go to a third set tiebreaker, okay. which is kind of, you know, you win two. If the other person wins two points at the right time, matches over, that's all she wrote. We could be going home. And uh, like Scott says, tough to play at Clinton. They're uh, former state champions. Just a really big match for us. And, um... It got to that third set tiebreaker, and I think it was nine to nine, mm -hmm. something like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. So, and tennis, you know, you stop at 10. Okay. So, but you've got to win by two. And uh, Jared got that next point off the other person's double fault. And then I, I'm not even kidding. They played about a minute and a half rally. And uh, Jared, our player, hit a big ball over the guy's head, and it was for sure going out. But the Clinton <laughs> player sticks his racket up to try to hit an overhead smash, and he shanks it. Ball flies off, and it just clipped his racket, and that was the match. Jared pulled through for us, a huge senior win. Got two points at the right time. It was huge. That Great is awesome. Your view of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw it all, and it was just how he described it. I mean, it was intense. It was very, like – like on the game, game was on the line, and everything was just like we could lose this right now. Like just like he said, two points, and we could lose. And Jared came through, and we won. 
Well, tell, tell them about you because so he was on the court next. Yeah, who's to he? Oh, yeah. uh, K- Casey yeah. and, and Maddox were on the court, and they were so I'll playing let you doubles. Yeah. They were playing doubles. They were up five zero. Five, yeah, five zero. Five zero. So I'll let him yeah. tell you about about that. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they they had to win that court too. So that court gets done, and then we're watching that one. But tell them about that match. So, yeah. Um, we were up five zero, and in doubles we have to play to eight to win. Yeah. And obviously we were we were gonna win because we were up five zero and. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, he air quotes, obviously we were going to win. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, um, but we were up 5 uh, We were just going right through them. Like, we yeah. were just destroying them. And I, we got a little cocky. We got a little cocky. And they started coming back. They won four straight games in a row. It was 5-4. And then we kept splitting games back and forth, 6-5, 7-6. And then it ended up getting to 7-all. And then it got to 8-all. And we had to go to a tiebreaker. So simultaneously, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jared's so. playing on the other court at the same time, right? Yeah, while Jared, while Jared is, is playing. Yeah. So we have two big important matches going on at the same time. It could go either way. Mm-hmm. So we ended up playing a tiebreaker um, at seven all, and we we ended up winning hardly, but we, we ended up winning. <laughs> a W is a W. That's yeah. a w, a w is a W. Yeah. Yeah. We ended up winning. It was very very close. It could have gone both ways, but. We just got a little cocky, and we can't let that happen again. Well, I, no, I mean, that was perfect. Yeah. I hear your coach and your father over here <laughs> chuckling right now, but yeah, yeah. lesson that you learned from that. Um, never get too cocky and that to always play until the game is over because it could go any way no matter, like, how how much of a lead you got or how far down you are. Like, one time at Parrot, my seventh grade year, I was down 7-1, to one and I came back and won. Wow. So that just shows you that. You can't get cocky because he got cocky and I came back and won. But you just can't get cocky and you got to play till the game is over. But isn't that the beauty of tennis? It's almost like oh, yeah. baseball in that yeah. sense. You could be down 12 to nothing in baseball going in the bottom of the seventh inning and come back and win. It's the same thing in tennis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The way the scoring system's set up, yeah, it can, it can get – it's really anybody's game at any time. So, as long as you have a one more point, one more game mentality, then you can you can pull it out. Your biggest comeback. We heard his. What, what's been your biggest comeback? Uh, I think my biggest comeback was freshman year. We were playing uh, – it was – I lost the first set, six uh, – I think it was at Aiden Grifton, actually. Oh, yeah. At Aiden Grifton. Yeah, uh, playing Zeke, the kids you played this year. Oh yeah. So I was da- I lost the first set six zero, and then the uh, second set we it was six to six. We played a third uh, second set tiebreaker. I won that tiebreaker, and then I came back and won that uh, tiebreak, the overall match tiebreak too. So that was pretty pretty big win for me my right. freshman year. Okay, we'll wrap it up here. We got the birthday game coming up, but I do want to get uh, a couple more comments from you guys and just. You finish your junior year now, Austin, and uh, you'll be uh, you got one more chance at a at a one state more. title, one more chance at uh, all the accolades. What were your goals for next year? Uh, my goals for next year, uh, for sure, we had a very winnable uh, first round match in states that I'm um, sad to say we didn't get to take advantage of. But uh, next year, I believe if we're put in that position again, we'll be able to execute and pull out that win where we needed to pull it out this year. But um, to reflect on. Some of the stuff we've done this season, huge wins in beating North Johnston, who was a top-five team in our state for the longest. Um, we're one of their only three losses. So, wow, uh, we And they are, our, they are our team's only 2A loss. So, uh, North Johnston, Green Central, Washington, Aiden Grifton, all teams that we didn't have a chance of beating last year, 
that we kind of rolled through pretty easily this year. So pretty uh, pretty proud of that. So a lot of goals for next year. What about for you, uh, Casey? Um, just like Austin said, going deep in the States. And like he said, we had a very, very, oh, very winnable first match, and we didn't take advantage of it. But I think next year we will take advantage of everything that we do, and we will have a deep run in States and try our best to win. I think that um, if we try hard enough, put enough work in, that we can get there and we can get the job done there. Very good. Yep. Coach Austin, you got some uh, great representatives of your uh, program over oh, here. Oh, yeah, this, this is everything you want student-athletes to be. But I think they've had a great season. And I, I think next year their goals, you know, the whole team rallied around each other. And I think I could see that again happening next year. We got some some seniors that are, that are going to rise up that are um, – you know, going to put they see the effort this year that weren't in the top six that are all all of a sudden next year they want they see the effort and they want to be part of that so they're going to put the work in and these two you know I think their goals are to get in the final four um, I think they can um, I think if they win the East Regional then they'll get a lot better better draw in, mm-hmm. in states and I think if they do that then. Then, then get in that all state. Uh, the top four are all considered all state. Yeah, I mean it's good to get in, but yeah. you want to be a one or two because if you're a four seed, you're playing the, yeah. the, the we, or we a three. The, you're we playing. were the three. Yeah. We played a two seed from the yeah. west. Um, so if you're a one, so I think their goal was East Regional Champion um, and to get that better seed and hopefully make a make an inroad. That that makes the the the, the uh, path path. Yeah, yes. sorry, thank you. <laughs> Where we're going uh, a lot easier. And you know, I say top four hopefully, and then you know, hey. After you get in top four, anything can happen. You get the state championship game, hopefully. Right. You never know. And doubles is a lot e- a better draw. You get a lot favor because a lot of people put their 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 tougher players in singles. Singles draw is just brutal. Yeah. Um. But the doubles draw is is very open, so it can anything can happen. Well, very good. Well, listen, uh, Scott Austin, Austin Williams, Casey Austin, guys, thank you so much for coming in here this morning. I appreciate you. Appreciate what a great you, season. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Why don't we get you in in the preseason next year? Yeah, that'll and, be good. Uh, and maybe bring these guys back. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Casey will be about three inches taller. <laughs> and, uh, you'll yeah. be killing everybody yeah, uh, yeah. in, in That's right. singles. Hey, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. Okay? Well, we, absolutely. We appreciate it. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up uh, this Tuesday edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is Tuesday, May the 16th, in the year of award 2023. It is now time to play the birthday game. It is uh, the game we play every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. That, and this has been a very competitive month at this point. We're midway through the month. Dawson, you lead six days to five, but uh, Massey, you won yesterday three to two. That I did. Yeah. I recall. <laughs> I was here. You were here indeed. Uh, banter. I, banter. I need banter. <laughs> so, John, when you, so when you. You get nothing. <laughs> thank you. So when you book a place at the beach. Oh, dear God, we're calling back to yesterday. And people say they're going to go. Yeah. And then they don't go. And then they get mad at you for going. No, no, no. It's not that you tell them, Jonathan. It's not that you went. We're glad you went. But we wanted you to, to, to be alone. To mourn us. That your two dear friends weren't there. And the two that, people that flaked on me, you wanted me to mourn Dude, them. I didn't flake. And, in fact, I could have gone if you'd have wanted me to. You know, because <laughs> A case of Desinex was needed for both of you. My Florida trip ended up getting canceled, so I could have gone. But I don't remember. Do you remember him inviting me to it, dude? After, I mean, he invited me to it initially. But I'm talking about when my Florida trip was canceled. Uh... I think you did. I think you said, uh, yeah, you can sleep outside. I think that's what he said. <laughs> These things bend. No, please. Because that's expensive. You do know that's like probably, I don't know, probably $75. No, it's more than that. 
Oh, you're mocking. This is basically what we used to hang tobacco on and hang it in a barn, and you paid how much for it? Uh, you don't even want to know because it's autographed, and it's game used. It's game used. It smells gamey. So, Jonathan Massey, uh, you get to tell us about GoEco Office Automation. GoEco Office Automation is a fine company, and uh, they don't find their clients easily replaceable. They value their clients. They treat their clients like real friends, uh, and they, they try their hardest to make sure they feel included. And not They don't replace them. No, they don't. They they retain their friends. So you're saying that they have three customers, they re- they turn away other customers. No, no they, they're faithful to their customers is what he's saying. Yeah. Now, they have other customers, but, you know, there's something about that retention. So they're allowed is, to have more than three customers. But what I'm saying is customer retention is important to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, just, not just replacing their customers and saying, oh, we don't care about you anymore. We've got other customers. We don't need you. Mm-hmm. No. Go Eco. They want to. They want to keep their customers happy and make them feel important at all times, no matter the other things they may or may not have going on in their lives. I agree with you. That's for your. So right. if you want to get that kind of uh, family and friend feeling when you're dealing with an office automation company, you how give, do you do it? You give Jack Passlake a call at two five two two five two two eight six two eight six five three five three five four. Five four. Four. I'm you? laughing because Brian looked at you like he was genuinely interested in what you were saying. <laughs> I, I, I sort of was. <laughs> or you can visit our website at goeconc.com or what is goeco.com. There you go. I like it. Uh, <laughs> he was a founding member and lead singer of this band. So far, everything is a computer. Too loud, dog. Well, this is like uh, early 90s. It has to be. Or in fact, no, it's 1988. I knew it was. I was a fan of this band. I, I, I like them. Here we go. I don't love I to How do you not know? I figured you'd be all over this, dude. I think he's trying to sound like Michael a little bit. Probably. I think we've done. I think we've done this before because I thought that's what I said. It sounded like Michael Jackson. Okay, here's the chorus. If it isn't love, why do I feel? Is it DeVarge? Good guess. Outstanding guess. No, it's new edition. Okay. But this is Ralph Trasvent, the lead singer. Bobby Brown was in the band. Bell Biv DeVoe, remember? Mm-hmm. They were all members of the five. I, I was actually it. fonder of Bell Biv DeVoe than New Edition. Me too. Like yeah. Poison. That Great girl song. is Poison. Great song. Yep, there you go. So, uh, Ralph Trezvant. Today is his birthday over there, Jonathan Massey. I really, and I, I'm not even, oh, hold on. I'm not even being circular. I love this Didn't band. Didn't they have really a song like called it. Mr. Telephone Man? Yes, that's the one I almost played. Doggone it. That's My mom had a cassette of this song in her van, and I think she listened to it for like, I think that was the only cassette in the van for like 12 years. Oh, this is awesome. So this is probably going to bring back Mr. some. Mr. Telephone Man. <laughs> this is going to bring back some memories for you then. Here we go. I rode to school with a guy who only had two cassettes for all of high school. He had Hysteria by Def Leppard and... OU812 by Van Halen. That's Ralph Trez Van singing right there. This is from 1984. They also had Candy Girl. Remember Candy Girl? Yeah. Yep. 
So uh, here you go, Jonathan Massey, Ralph Traz fan, lead singer of New Edition. The best number I could come up with, 60. You say 60. What do you say, John Dawson? 59. He was born May 16th, 1968. He's only 55 today. This is my generation. This is... Uh, I wouldn't, he was a brother he I wouldn't have told What's all that? It's a goofy pop song. So, yeah, when they, when Candy Girl came out in 1982, 16. he was four, no, 14. 14. Yeah, he was 14 then. 16 when this came out, and then if it isn't love, he was 20 then. So You liked the new edition, didn't you? All right, right? Not to listen to, no. <laughs> oh, dear God. Who got that? I don't even know. I think I did. you did. Okay. All right, now this next one. Whew. Whew. Yeah, you're going to have to get the uh, the uh, abacus. No, 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 no. You're going to have to get uh, the water sprinkler, the water hose ready for me for this one, okay? Does anyone have any plastic we can lay down for Brian? There you go. God, you want to talk about oh, I don't know what song. I'm, I'm, putting the pla- I'm putting the plastic down. I love it. I love it. Oh, here you go. You're going to like this. And I mean this. You're going to like this, I think. Here we go. Give me a beat. Oh, Janet. They can't see you having a fit. Thank God. I'm dancing. This isn't having a fit. Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. And this song is Nasty. Yeah. Dude, this is good. When I think of you is a better song. I figured you would like, let's wait a while. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love this song. This is I I don't know how to describe dancing over the radio, so you just have to take my word for it, folks. I don't. Whose guess is it? Uh, Hold on. It's your turn. Nasty guess. Don't mean a thing. Can I guess? Can I guess now? Yeah. Uh, Janet Jackson. It's fine. I mean, a couple of, uh, when I think of you would be the one that, that I would like that if I had to listen to Janet Jackson. I think it's bad what happened to her with the whole Justin Timberlake thing. I think she got the show. And I mean this sincerely. And it was your Super Bowl. It was the Carolina Panthers taking on the New England Patriots Super she Bowl. She had to on some level agree to it. It's not like he reached over and didn't, didn't know it was going to happen. You don't have that kind of tackle up there if you don't know something's about to happen. There's no reason to. You know, I can still don't see it. Don't die, Jack. it. You do know what we're that's talking that's about, about right, Jonathan? Yeah. I'll cut the whole segment. That was the second worst thing to happen in that Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm assuming uh, John Casey's kick out of bounds is probably the first. Okay, worst then thing. the third worst thing. What was the second Casey worst? kicking it out of bounds. Vinatieri hitting the game winner. And then that debacle. Well, I felt bad for her. I mean, I really did. Sincerely. I did because it distracted her from the Panthers losing. But my point is she had to know that was it was planned. It wasn't spontaneous. Yeah, so she, ag- she, had, she agreed to it. Yeah. So yeah, She was ready. I mean, she had the little star thing, yeah. you know, which was fascinating. So, anyway. You're an interesting cat. You know that? I know. Hey, listen. I like this. My favorite part. Listen. No, my first name ain't baby. It's Janet. Jackson, Jackson, if you're nasty. 
All right. Well, I guess we're just calling him Janet from now on. <laughs> okay, Janet Jackson, Jonathan Perry Dawson. How old is she today? I love her. I Unapologetically, I love her. This reminded me. There's a bit in the office where Michael Scott's going around introducing everybody, and he says, this is Pam or Miss Beasley if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. How does she react when he says that? She just, I think she just looks at the camera and goes, a little yeah. deadpan into the lens. I'll say she is. I really don't know. I'm going to say 62. You say 62. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 63. She was born May 16th, 1966. She's only 57 today. I wasn't. Neither uh-huh. one of us were far off at all. You got like we said, 90. <laughs> well, the, you make it sound like she's old. She's not old. She's only three years older than me. Nasty boys. Wait a minute. Brian. Nasty boy. Brian. What? What? I don't think everybody loved that song as much as you do. <laughs> I don't think Janet Jackson loved that song. <laughs> well, I was going to say. But. Okay, hold on, ladies. Nasty boys. Don't mean a thing. Brian, it's what? enough. It's enough. I'm, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want this song to be associated with you? Oh, I don't even want to don't, ask don't, that question. Don't, don't, <laughs> There you don't. go. Oh, I don't even know where we are. Who got Ralph Tresvant? No kidding. <laughs> Who got uh, I did. I think, yeah, I think he got both and of them. You, and you got Janet Jackson yes. also? So you're up two to nothing. Two musicians, and you're up two to nothing. Yeah. There you go. Okay, it goes uh, back to you, uh, Jonathan Massey. Uh, he, uh, former Fox News talking head, because he was just let go a couple of weeks ago, Tucker Carlson. Today is Tucker Carlson. Why are you laughing? <laughs> he and Don Lemon are sharing a slice of pie. Somewhere. How crazy is that? Both uh, fired within like an hour of each other. The more of these idiots that get fired, the happier I'm going to be. Yeah. Both of them are idiots. Listen, Tucker Carlson That's was That's why right. I'm saying the universe yeah. got it right for once. Yeah. Both of them got fired. I ha- the no only problem. problem is there weren't more. Yeah, there should be more. Maybe those are warnings to everyone else. I Have you know. heard that Fox and Fox News ratings is way down because of all the people ban or uh, not banning it, but uh, boycotting. boycotting boycotting it because they let that. Well, here's right the thing: wing in both in both instances, the audience that both of those guys had, and this, I'm not, the, I'm the nine millionth person to say it, but that people don't want the news; they want to hear someone's repeating opinion that they already have. That's true. So just, just just buy a mirror and talk into it and save yourself the cable bill. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, these people that are so out of touch that they find these people to be right more often than not. They just mm-hmm. want these glad-handed yes men to to spew out the same drivel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know that's what we get stuck with. I have those so that's on you, America. Family. Say it, rare There you go, Tucker Carlson, uh, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? 58. You say 58. What do you say, John Dawson? 57. (laughs) He was born May 16, 1969. He is 54 today, just like me, unfortunately. Uh, So what is that? You Wait a minute. He's up three. three Wait. Wait a minute. Sound the alarms. Sound the. No, it's alarm. Singular. It's not alarms, right? Now he gets it. Is it plural or, or singular there, John Dawson? Singular. It's singular, just like your finger. <laughs> John Dawson has a three to nothing lead. He has a perfect game brewing here, and it goes back to him. Here we go. I think, not that I've ever, I've never watched a 
James Bond movies uh, start to finish. I've watched you know bits and pieces, but never I've seen them. all the Sean Connery ones. Okay, who do you think is the best James Bond? Sean Connery. I don't want to get into who's best as far as who I like. I just prefer Sean Connery because the character is supposed to be a little misogynistic and a little arrogant. He's not supposed to be PC. That's okay. my take on I'm it. I'm going to say Sean Connery or Roger Moore. How about Pierce Brosnan? Today's Pierce Brosnan. He was birthday. okay. He was okay. I thought he was a. He was not the. Be- I, you just asked me who I liked. Most, I did. But Pierce Brosnan was very good. I think he had what, three movies. I think he did five. Five is what they said. I All saw right. a couple of his in the theater with the wife. Well, I just remember because he was Remington Steel. Remember, well, he was. He would have been James Bond sooner. But he had a contract with Remington Steel, and to his credit, he did not weasel out of his contract. Nope. But I remember them talking about that was like the biggest thing for a while was. When is Pierce Brosnan finally going to get to be James Bond? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And he did and was pretty critically acclaimed as James Bond. Had a successful run. Yeah, had a very successful run. But you're right. Sean Connery probably, yeah, you're right. Just the accent, everything is just awesome. Although. Uh, because uh, in real life, you would think if, if a guy was that much of a whatever he was, you got to think he's got to be a little full of himself, a little bit of a misogynist. Well, who was it that played Sean Connery on uh, Saturday Night Live when they would play Jeopardy? Oh, oh um, he's the announcer now. Daryl Hammond. Hammond. He did a heck of a Sean Connery, don't you think? <clears throat> yeah, he even got the lips down and the whole thing. Because you're talking about Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah, Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, Will <clears throat> Ferrell is Alex like, Trevay. Alex Trevay. Talking about, yeah, he was talking about when it snowed. He's like, uh we wrote your name in the snow, Trebek. Of course, it was your mother's handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Pierce Brosnan, uh, Dizzle. How old is he today? 70 and 71. You say 71. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 70. You broke up his perfect game. Uh, Pierce Brosnan born May the 16th, 1953. Yes, indeedy. He is 70 years old. And I was a fan of that show. Stephanie Zimbalist was the female. Man, pretty She's your type, man. I mean, I'm telling you. uh, Brunette, kind of short, good looking. Dude. Poor eyesight. Poor eyesight. Yeah, definitely your type there, John Dawson. I like it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's three to one. Here's the last one. It goes back to you, Massey. It's a dead person. I don't know if you'll need to break out your calculator. He died in 1987. So, so it was I mean, 35, 36, 36 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. But uh, let's see. I might be away. He, he's a quasi-musician. Let me see if I can find oh, him. Bono. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are correct, sir. I hate both. I wish I could do more of the Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy, but you can't say most of the things that he was saying. No. (laughs) Therapist. (laughs) Is this the the Harp Marx Brothers? Nope, 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 nope. Because one of them was a musician. No, he was born Wazu Valentino Liberace, but we know him better as... He wasn't a quasi-musician. He was a musician. Yeah, he was a musician. You're right. This is Liberace playing right here. This is Moon River. He was a hell of a musician. You know, I heard after he died, Brian actually bought a lot of his wardrobe. (laughs) I think he's wearing it now. I am. The underparts, anyway. Oh, boy. (laughs) 
And that's what we get for setting it on a tee. Yeah, you did set it we on a tee. We put it on a tee, and he uh, dynamited it. Yeah, I sashayed right into it. That was my brother, George. There you go. Uh, Liberace died in 1987. Did you remember that cartoon when Bugs Bunny's doing Liberace? Yeah. You ever seen that one? Classic. But that's how I, and it's a joke to some people, but that's how I learned classical music was Bugs Bunny. I got Barbara Seville right on a test once because I remember Bugs Bunny doing it. That's so awesome, man. Liberace, how old would he be today there, Jonathan Massey, if he were still alive today? Like I said, died 36 years ago. Man had his boyfriend surgically altered to look just like him. <laughs> how awesome is that? So he could be with himself. Apparently. And uh, got to cut it just a little bit short here. Uh, Dawson gets that when he wins 4-1 to one today. Local birthdays, Jalen Jones, uh, one of the good guys here. Blake Curtis, a kid that uh, – he's not a kid. He's a man now, but I coached him over at Fairfield. Happy birthday, Jalen and Blake. Hope you guys have great days. Thank you, thank you, thank you to uh, Reggie Bullock, to uh, Jackson Massey, to Scott Austin, to Austin Williams, to Casey Austin, to David Combs for joining us here on today's show. Tomorrow we'll have Richard Clark in our first hour and a great guest for you in the second hour. Thank you so much for listening to today's Brian Hanks Show. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.